0: Welcome here to Sports Stars Tala'in. After a month away, Sports Stars Football is back. Your weekly show, uh, looking at all action, whether it's inter-county club or championship later in the year. I'm Darren Kelly, and I'd like to say, well, I said Merry Christmas to you already, so I'll say a Happy New Year now to my partner in Prime Leave Kendlin. Hi, Darren, and a very Happy New Year to you. How did the Christmas and New Year treat you, Eve?
1: Um, It was grand. I think like everybody else in the country is pretty quiet. Um, And, um, you know, I suppose like everybody else in the country too, our family was hit with COVID. So thankfully nobody was too sick, but we were isolating uh, in each other's pockets for, for a couple of weeks, for a week or 10 days or so. But otherwise, very good
0: and a, a nice Christmas. Yeah, I mentioned it too in the Camogie show. when We came back last week as well. We didn't want to say it on the Christmas shows, understandably, because it was Christmas Day. We wanted people to enjoy mead, But same thing, our family it went right through the house as well, which could, um, it was going to be quiet anyway. But I think by the, by the end of it, it was just that cabin fever, mad to get back out. But likewise, too, being conscious of the world we're in. But, hopefully, and the signs are good, that we are moving out of it. Everything is getting back to normal. We could have crowds of matches again very, very soon. And we might see each other more often this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is, Darren. I think actually I, I'm just in from under-16 county training tonight. And I think proof was in the pudding in that, you know, were the senior, Monaghan senior ladies were training, the mountain minors were training and we were training tonight. And it was just a, a hub of activity in the ladies' end of the pitch. And then the men, senior men were training, the hurlers of a challenge tonight. So the for the first time in probably 20 months, Clon was a, a hub of, of activity tonight and it's back to the way it should be and it was great to see it.
0: If I could just jump in on that as well before we move on, because you mentioned that's brilliant to see because it just it gets back to what we love doing as well. But obviously you were at the under-16s last year too. What was it, that, how different was it um, when you had to take all these COVID measures into account? And I know they're still there, but as you said there, you probably wouldn't have had half a dozen teams or so all training nearby at the same time.
1: No, definitely not, Darren. And, you know, you you had your allotted time and um, you could only train, you know, obviously the rooms weren't used. Uh, you know, you were literally drop off. Parents just had to drop them off and, and head off then and pick them back up in an hour. So, yeah, just very, very different. I suppose only, you know, the difference tonight and maybe when we started last year, um, you know, the weather was a little bit better because we didn't get going until May or June. Tonight you're back to the cold weather, you know, wet kind of a night and you're, have about 10 layers on you. So that, that end of it, I suppose, it's a little bit different and we might thank COVID for that end of it because Cloughan is a cold place on a, on a cold night. But um, apart from that, yeah, we, I, like, I mean, it literally is 20 months down since we had those um, numbers and that group and that hub of activity there tonight. And it was just, as I said, brilliant to see.
0: Brilliant to see in and Brilliant to see everywhere too. And delighted to be talking good news too. And hopefully, as we go into the news, Neve, it's it's generally good news. I just quick word, Neve, on Ashling Murphy. It's you know even last weekend to get more tributes being paid to her as well. We we spoke about her at Linton, the Camogie Show last week with Killian because she had played in a Leinster Camogie Final. But it's a tragedy, and I even get angry even talking about it. But it's a tragedy that has touched the whole country.
1: Yeah, it really has, Darren. And even just you mentioning her name again, like it just just sends, sends a shiver up your spine Um yeah you know and, and you said it there the, the very poignant moments in, in all the games across the across the country and across you know across the world even in games that was in, in over in, in um, American stuff that you know that that had a minute silence or you know left out the number 23 jersey and you know it really is and you know the, the a small uh, you know Midlands county of Offaly you know it doesn't want to be remembered for those reasons. And it's just, you know, obviously deepest sympathies to the family and their friends, I'm sure. It's still very, very tough on them. And, the, and obviously the school kids as well.
0: Yeah, we let go of that as well. She, your Anna so may actually rest in peace. We're going to move on to the news now. I just wanted to mention, actually, before we started. Thankfully, our news, aside from that, is generally positive over the last month. Let's go with the breaking story that's coming out. We always seem to be talking about Leinster football in some shape or form. But what an announcement that came out last night, because the show was going out on Thursday, uh, the 28th of May, 2021. The Leinster men's football and women's football final will be played together as a doubleheader in Crow Park.
1: Yeah, a brilliant, a brilliant. Um, I suppose you you said it we talked, you know, about the positive thing that goes on in Leinster, and I mean, obviously, you know, Mead probably um, you sort of started it all by by having the the double header with the men's final in in twenty twenty one, and it's great to see that this is moving on now. And I mean, you know, I think it was the ladies' association in Leinster that you know asked the question, would it be a possibility because the two dates were very similar, and you know, fair play to the Leinster council and the men's side of it, you know. Took up, looked into it, and, and took it up, and it's a brilliant opportunity. And I mean, imagine, like, I suppose all things leading, it, it potentially could be a me Dublin double header, like, or something along those lines. And I mean, what a, what an occasion that'll be.
0: Westmead already marking off the bits of the uh, podcast here <laughs> to motivate them for later. But you but you're right though. Like, you remember you and me spoke after the 2020 finals in Crow Park when with the Christmas finals and Meade had beaten Westmead in the intermediate final. And the overriding team was the fear of what Dublin would do to Mead in the Leinster Championship. Now, as things pan out, we didn't have a Leinster Championship, but we all know what happened on September the 5th. Leinster football, and ladies football anyway, I know this, all the debate continues with regards to men, but Leinster ladies football looked to be on its knees two years ago before Bede and Westmead played that whole and final. The, and Westmead obviously have made a breakthrough since where all of a sudden they were coming in on that province in particular with great excitement over what 2022 can bring.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when you said it like, I mean, on their knees, like they, they haven't had a provincial final in, in so many years for those reasons. And, I mean, you know, you were sitting with Dublin already in, you know, in an All-Iron, well, in the, you know, obviously all teams were in the All-Iron series, but no opportunity to play the Lein- for the Leinster Cup, where all the other provinces were kicking away playing games and Dublin didn't had that disadvantage um, and now it's it's brilliant to see there's there's three teams in the in the Leicester Championship this year, and um, you know it'll make it a, you know it's going to make it a very competitive game. And and now this added bonus of getting an opportunity to play in Crow Park, and obviously these the three teams in question have all in recent times played in Crow Park and have had successes. So you know it'll it even add um, more spice to it.
0: Yeah, and that's where it should be, final it should be in Crow Park, you know, regardless of your gender, regardless of the uh, Gaelic games that you play as well. Also too, like the debate often goes on with some people about the doubleheaders. Like me personally, I think they're a great idea because it gets more exposure to the game, more mainstream into what both football, ladies football and camogie need at the moment as well. But, the key thing, as you said there, is venues. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like say comics, for example, always have a big day out in Castle Bar, but they do their senior and intermediate finals together. It's their own day. It's good atmosphere works for them. It's important, though, the provincial finals, if they're going to re- remain relevant, have a big venue and a big occasion to showcase the best players in the province.
1: Definitely so like and it needs to be have you know, as we we we've talked this loads of times about the best venues and the you know, to really promote it and like, I mean it's super like I mean what we're in the, the twenty-sixth, twenty-seventh of January and four months away we're already talking about a Leicester final, it's in potentially four months. And I mean that's what that's what started the promotion. Like already, you know, those three teams involved and, and even the people you know, that maybe, you know, as we, we always talk about the positives of double headers. the people that probably never have seen ladies football, maybe watched it on telly, haven't been. Now they'll go into Crow Park for those days. They'll go in that wee bit earlier. And I know that's probably the downside sometimes that, you know, people only come for the big game or the men's game. But it might, if it's advertised now and it's, it's you know, it's really built up the, the, the advertisement and built up the atmosphere that it, it potentially have loads more supporters coming into those games earlier.
0: We can't wait for that too as well. And well done to Leinster Council on making that happen. And even you say about looking forward to big games, of course, one of the announcements made uh, only in the last week by the LGFA and TG Carr, were are going to have another spring series of live matches on television. It starts with next Saturday's game, which I should have mentioned at the top of the show, the All-Ireland's Senior Club Ladies Football Final, Tom bernick is more now. We will be previewing that in the second part of the show. That is the big match this weekend, but even going past that, Twelfth February, Galway against Donegal in Ballybofey. We're going to have Dublin against Cork and Pro Park. Meath against Dublin and Port Taltine. Division One semis, Division One and Two finals as well. The LGFA are not holding back just because restrictions are easing; they are pushing forward as well, and multiple live matches to enjoy over the spring.
1: Yeah, and I think like you know, this that has been the most positive thing that came out of COVID. That you know the way the, the much more support we've got because of all the games the live streamed, and now TG Carha can see that niche and. I mean, in fairness Strategic TGC, they should be complemented across the board because they're probably the only station um, on, on Irish TV that actually, you know, show so much sport. Like, I mean, the rugby, the, the basketball at the weekend, like, I mean, they're they're absolutely superb for all the sport, and coverage, the, the games, the the, the coverage to show off games of all sports. And they're really um, homing in on that now and showing more live games than ladies football. And I mean, you know, we talked, you know, over the in 2020, how the Friday night games were so successful so maybe some of them games I'm not sure probably have you know fixed the dates for the weekends but you know I, I know come Championship of the more maybe Friday night games as well so I mean TG Carr has been brilliant in this in the promotion of ladies football and they continue to do so.
0: And there are three very intriguing games, if I just take the group ones as well. i go. we done You never know what way that's going to go. We talk about both teams failing to fulfil their potential. Like, whoever wins Stack, will get momentum for the year. Certainly would be favourites to qualify for a semi-final. And, of course, Dublin against Cork and Crow Park. Mead against Dublin after what happened last year. Should the scripts for those games write themselves?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And, I mean, again, you know, the, the, they're cute in the sense that we remark those games that will really be, what you hope will really be, um, you know uh, thrillers of games for you know with taking the time of year in, in involved and stuff you know it's obviously not championship time but you know everyone you know I suppose it, particularly the dublin Mead game I mean that's a game that Dublin want to get one back on Mead will on a show that's now flash in the pan I know it's still not championship but they want to both teams want to show put the best foot forward in that game
0: Mead, um I think it was in Ashburn that played the underdogs before Christmas. I like, there was a great crowd there to watch them for an end of season friendly, which is what it was. And it was a mismatch, but of course uh, we credited the underdogs for what they brought, brought to the table on the day. I can imagine Navin, league match or not, that's the place it's going to be in that weekend.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the great thing. Like, you know, it's it's the same with even these club games, home venues. You know, the brilliant thing about the league is these home venues. And I mean, I think it's brilliant to be like, I think Navin is is a great venue. Like, and it's a real, you know, if there's any sort of crowd in, it really makes a great atmosphere in, in the pitch. And I think, you know, people are going to like, I mean, I think there's going to be massive amount of neutrals that want to go to that game because it's only up the road from anyone. Particularly, Personally speaking, it's only up the road for me. But I think that's a real game that people really will will want to see. And they won't want to just, they want to be there for the atmosphere and, and to see what happens. And that they mightn't just be content with watching on
0: TG Car in that situation. I think the hotels in Navan could be driving that weekend, which kind of fighting. the world continues going the way we hope it's going. Before we move on from TG Carr, of course, she's been on the fair green before. She's on tonight, Thursday night, TG Carr and La Sue Ramsbottom, very deserving inductee to join yourself into that club.
1: Oh, she really is. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Um, yeah, I mean, like Sue Ramsbottom. And I mean, you know, I, the little clips that T.G. Carr, the little, you know, nitbits that have been shown over the, the last um, couple of weeks about the Laker Gales. And I mean, again, T.G. Carr, the Laker Gales, even the one in Michael Daryl Macaulay, they've been superb over the last couple of um, couple of weeks. And, you know, it's just such a brilliant show. But yeah, I just can't wait to watch Sue. I mean, she was a player. I personally looked up to, you know, obviously, in uh, 96, we, monaghan Ladies won the first All-Iron and eventually beaten... Um, uh, beating Leash after replay and I mean Sue Ramsbottom in both those games was immense like and I mean even though she was on the opposite team the team you weren't supporting she, you just loved she was a joy to watch and that left foot she was always so dangerous
0: So after you finish listening to the podcast kick back tonight and watch Sue Ramsbottom on Laker Gale as well that is inter- Thursday night entertainment you cannot beat sports stars and Laker Gale with Sue Ramsbottom We'll be talking about the senior club finals in a while. Of course, last begin with we the junior and intermediate semi-finals. We're just touching them very, very quickly. In the intermediate final, we're going to have bar Mitchell from Mayo. The reason I'm smiling because I was up there for the end of that match, and it was just crazy, helter skelter stuff against St. Sylvester's from Dublin. Um, that's a game to look forward to as well. And also, the Nave Jude from Dublin, first time in a national final in football. Often known more for their hurling camogie exploits, and they're going to be up against Mulnagh from Tipperary.
1: Yeah, both games will be will be very interesting. Um, you know, the Jude's obviously uh, in that semi final last week. I saw that play, playing against um team Carver cross, and it was a really good game of football. And I mean, it was very, you know, I suppose it was hard. I think to have a loser in the end of it, but I mean, two late goals, um, late goals for Jude's, and, and they nipped it in the bud. And then that Mullaghone Mullaghone game was was a strange game too, in the sense that. You know, it wasn't a massively high-scoring game, but um, Mulhone just held on at the end uh, to, to come out winner. So the junior game would be a very interesting final. And then Sylvester's, and I mean household names like Nicole Owens and, and um, Sinead Heron are, are still, you know, shooting it out at, at, at that level with their club. And I mean, um, Castlebar Mitchells Mitchells will have a tough task ahead of them.
0: I saw Castlebar Mitchells and like they were struggling to shoot and if they hit if they kick seventeen wides again in that final, um you know they'll be in serious trouble like you know. But then they hit a goal where Daniel Caldwell was superb in the attack in the closing stages as well. But as you said, you're up against it shows the strength of Dublin club football. Like when you talk, look at the names there: Need McAvoy and other in that Sylvester side as well. Um, didn't start the last day. Like you know, that's going to be a, a big challenge. And while we're not talking about that today, show. It's something we really need to look forward to the following week. These two finals, and especially that intermediate clash between the Dublin team and the Mayo team.
1: And I mean, it's back to the you know, like Dublin tip Dublin Mayo. Like it's back to the you know, the the, the strongholds. You know, back in you're know, back in, in club finals, and that's you know, I suppose that shows the point. Um, You know, when their their club teams are strong, it, it shows it. It pushes on to the county team as well. But yeah, it will be really interesting challenges, or really interesting games, and. Um, you know, it, it'll be hard to pick winners at the moment until we wait till next
0: week to decide them, down <laughs> We we'll wait till next week. Bolton Glass on Saturday week, the 5th of February. That's the junior final between Nate Jude uh, from Dublin and Mulnohone from Tipperary. And I promise I'll put in highlight this but in on Sunday, the 6th of February, is the intermediate final between Casabar Mitchells and St. Sylvester's. I meant to discuss this when we're talking with TG Carr. A great announcement for Tipperary Ladies Football in weeks. CK Streaming. Official broadcast partner, a three-year deal. They broadcast eighty-four ladies' football matches in twenty twenty-one, and aiming to do something similar over the next few years. That is massive again for the coverage of the game in Tipperary. Absolutely,
1: it's brilliant, Darren. And I mean, that's you know we keep saying it. it you know, people need to keep seeing the game and see what the game is for, and you know, see what the skill levels, the the, the speed of the game, and all those things. And that it, it starts in clubs. And I mean, it's it's brilliant to see a, a county like Tipperary and you know, CK Streaming to, to be, you know, really showcasing what the skill levels and what what the game can bring. And that's where it starts. And I suppose that will push on then to the county team. And you'd hope the Tipperary will, will, you know, I suppose, have a better year than they had last year. They're very, probably disappointed by by their own standards last year. And you'd hope that that will, will push it on for them in, in
0: 2022. Big year for them to start over of the Division 2 campaign. But even taking that point, and it's nothing to do with the job I do, I know I don't, or even the job we do is we're both commentators as well. But I would fear, and I know the LGV are not doing it, but I'd fear at local level because gates are opening up again and people are going back to matches that some counties could lose sight of the coverage they've been able to, to garner from streaming matches as well. And I know everything can't be streamed, I, I understand that. But with the promotion of the game, as you just said there, I hope that counties look at what Tipperary are doing in particular and maintain some form of for like diaspora around the world as well because you know not in sight not in mind things can be easily forgotten about but at least if they know this every week or every other week there's a big club championship match on in Galway in Monaghan in Tipperary wherever the case may be they'll keep that interest in the game and maybe continue allowing the game to uh, grow at local level
1: yeah, that's the thing, Darren. And I mean, you just said it there. Like, even for the expats, like living around the, the world, like I mean, it's a brilliant opportunity for them to see their club ladies team, you know, in a, in a in a game or in a in a championship game. Like, I mean, especially ones that have moved away. Like, I know, you know, through through COVID, obviously, we we streamed like, two ladies games last year or in twenty twenty. Um, and I mean, I the amount of people that came online across the across the the world that were tuning in and you know wanting to know when was the next game and when because they wouldn't have had an opportunity. they move moved away fifteen, twenty years ago, and maybe ladies' football was only starting, you know, only getting going in, in in the club at the time. So that's the thing that it's a great opportunity even for people then you know that's moved away or people that's thinking of moving home, you know, to see that the stronghold of, of what ladies football is doing in their own county or in the club it would be a brilliant opportunity to keep that um, promoted that way.
0: And the thing is because we have this te- all this technology now we probably just were weren't using it enough until COVID came in so like it's often said the world is a global village and it's important now that we remember those that are far far away just still can't make it home because while things have opened up in Ireland and probably the UK as well like you know you still can't just jet off to Australia any time you want or, or the United States as well so uh, these people are still being marginalized from home for quite some time. You know, they'll get, they can get home, but they have to work hard to get home. Mm,
1: that's it. And that's, you know, and I mean, there's nothing like, I mean, especially when, when people are homesick, there's nothing as lovely to watch, you know, your own club or your own county or, you know, whatever it may be in, in a match. Like, you know, and even, you know, even the little things of being able to, you know, show maybe a little bit of the crowd and go, oh, there's such a one of those, you know, those little things are. You know, and even you said it too, like even apart from people that's out of the war, out of the country, maybe there's people, older people that's actually, you know, sick and maybe not able to get out to games. Like, you know, if someone, you know, I know even from my relations, able to set up a, a stream and, you know, put it onto the tally for them or whatever, they could watch it. And it is, it makes them feel so much um, more connected, connected to the to the
0: club. We have the technology now. It's important we don't forget that over over the coming year or so and say hopefully at the end of the day we are continuing the progress and we're not talking about COVID again and it will still be there and God forbid it hits us again but hopefully the world is moving on. The one question I wanted to ask you before we finish up the news section. It's a GEA motion going to Congress but I think it affects ladies football as well as that motion going to have a coaching officer in every single club in the country. Like this is... This, this should be happening in a way, but it's it's a massive one as well. And the GA do that, needless to say, the LGFA and the Camogie Association can really benefit from this.
1: There would be like I mean, and you know, it's it's like that's the thing. Like I mean, you know, there's not enough. I wouldn't even be that familiar how much has been done in Monaghan in the sense. Like I know they used to be around the schools, but I don't even know how much. You know, I think it's it's a. It's just, it's a I suppose a, an area that's kind of forgotten about or lost maybe that if if it's not going around the schools and that opportunity of getting in you know into schools getting coaching all girls and boys all you know all genders and you know teaching them as you said camogie or, or hurling and giving them an opportunity to see both and um, and then getting around and promoting in the clubs as well so it, it would be a, a massive step and it would be a massive boost to all, boost to all codes.
0: I find it a positive motion because uh, often the spin is put out about Dublin and the rest and what Dublin have and what the others don't and this, that and the other. And there might be some truth and factors, but also too, at the end of the day, we don't want the game dropping in Dublin either as well. So something like this will help that obviously financial and things like that need to be addressed as well. Um, not a debate we'll get into now, but at least if this goes through and every club around the country is getting this, well, that's going to be the first step in helping to level the playing fields. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, would have to be like I mean, uh, you know, it's something that Dublin have had GPOs for for a very, very long time. Like I, God, it could be they could have them in place in in some clubs for twenty years ago. Like you know, I think you know, long before we'd ever be like i would be lucky if there was one one coaching officer in the county of Monaghan back then, and most clubs in in Dublin would have had you know had most clubs in Dublin would have had one. So yeah, it's a big step on, um, and you know, it's a step in the right direction, and you'd hope that it's something that can be. As you said, I mean, there's a lot of probably um, the finance end of it, a lot of discussion to be made before it's actually sorted out. But um, it'd be definitely a very positive step forward.
0: With sports stars uh, football here, we're in favour of that motion, and I'm no doubt the killing will be the same in the camogie. Just a few notes there before we wrap up this segment of the show. Congratulations to Limerick. They have a new jersey sponsored by Woodlands House Hotel and Spa, and jersey looks very well. Emma Duggan from Dunboyne and Katie Carraher from Dunamore Ashburn picking up Mead LGFA bursary awards for the coming year, both first years in college. Uh, congratulations, to Loretta Navin. They're at Leinster Post Primary School's Junior A champions. They won that on Wednesday. Um A few other bits, yeah, Armagh LGFA are having a fun run and walk this coming Sunday in McKeever Park, uh, 10.45. You can meet some of the um county panel as well. That's a great initiative leading into the season too for Armagh, but also too, they've hosted competitive matches now in McKeever Park. Like we've we had them on the show here before talking about it. It's just brilliant to see.
1: Oh, it's brilliant. And, I, you know, I, I... You know, and like again, fair play to them, like you mean, and, and, and Sinead Real being the, the head the head poncho up there in, in Armagh, which mean, he's really done a, a superb job and, and all of our committee. And I mean, um, I, I haven't been at the pitch. I hope to get to it sometime um, later in the year. But, um, you know, a fine facility and what pictures I've seen of it. And, you know, to finally host the first match, it's brilliant. And it's a great step forward for Armagh football.
0: Great step forward for ladies' football, full stop as well. Our man also Waterford have land down there too. Donegal are doing um, a, f- a fundraiser for their training fund, 40,000k. Check our GoFundMe page to support. And finally, Roisin Ennis, the new Offaly senior football captain for 2022. There's plenty more news could go through too, but we just don't have time. After the break, we are going towards the big match, the first big match of the big All Ireland senior final, is what I mean of the year. Kilker and against Mourn Abbey. It's the rematch from 2019 22 months in the making myself and Eve are going to go through exactly what we will expect from that and that's coming up after the break
1: I like listening to sports dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him Darren Kelly.
0: So welcome back here to Sports Stars Football. I'm Darren Kelly, joined by Niamh Kendlin, the current account.ie uh, All-Ireland Senior Club Ladies Football Final takes place this Saturday at 1 o'clock in St. Brendan's Park, Burr Kilcurn Clomburn from Galway against the three-in-a-row chasing Morne Abbey from Cork. Neve, we've had other contenders. We'll talk about the semi-finals in a moment because we didn't do a show before around the semifinals. They were always the two favourites to make it, you would feel.
1: Yeah, like I mean, they have been the kingpins of of club football over the last um, number of years, Darren. And, I mean, six Connacht kind of titles for Kilcar and Dungarvan and seven Munster titles for for Murin Abbey. And you know, they really have been the the, the the you know the top teams, I suppose, in in their provinces and top teams in the country over the last number of years. And you know, it's it is fitting that they are the two you know to re rematch the 2019 from the 2019 final to be back in the final in 2022.
0: Let's talk about Mornabby Abbey first. They are the defending champions. Yes, there was no competition last year. The Asterix is there, but they did win in 2018 and 2019 just by a point against and Clonbun. But what did they do to Dunboyne in that semi-final?
1: It really was. You know, I suppose. Um, you know, me and you would have would have talked like uh, you know prior to the game, just you know, not didn't do a show, and we would have talked about where, where we thought. By the way, you owe me fifty cents on that point. Uh...
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs>
1: Um, but um, you know, so we would have felt I, I think like I think it you know in, in both probably semi-finals you know home advantage was probably a big a big deal and I mean the, 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 in in particular the journeys both teams would have had to make you know to to go to the, the the home clubs of those. But I really didn't believe I did feel that the home advantage would have an advantage to Moran Abbey, but I really didn't see the hammering that they give Dunbine. And I don't know you know if the occasion or what it was that got Dunbine, but I mean from you know, they just, they're, and in fairness, like no, in fairness, but Murnami mean, never led up to the whole game and they kept, you know, they, they just kept turning the screw. And, it, you know, I would say John Weinroth wishing the game was over.
0: Just taking Dunboyne for just one quick question, because obviously there are Mead representatives in Mead 2021. There's always this fear, and I know Mead people are probably throwing things in the laptop now and say this second season syndrome could catch up with the Royal County as well. Like there's only like, well, there's a few players there, but obviously Vicky Wall and Emma Duggan are the main two names that will be involved with both Dunboyne and the county. This is a big year for the Royal County, and you'd hope something like that defeat for Dunboyne doesn't pull the rug out of everything they've achieved over the last year
1: well I suppose we won't know until until the year starts really but I don't think it's going to have that big of an effect like as you said you know there's only those two girls and I think of all two players like I mean you know they're, they're already I'd say probably you know not saying that they're making little of it but you know they're probably involved with college football already and you know they're back on the horse again and that end of things and they're back training with me I'm sure so you know I'd say you know it's a, it's a club football and I mean we have to remember you know it's their first time to win a Leicester title you know what I mean most more now, there's very few teams that win a win a pro- province and then straight away go straight and win an all Ireland semi final So you know, I think they they're they're a building team. They're definitely you know they're still a young side, and I mean, I think you know in that sense, it's not going to affect me too much. But you know, Dunwine will learn from it, and I think they'll come back much stronger next year at,
0: at club level. And the stay with other teams having to work their way up as well. Laura Fitzgerald. Like I think we could do a podcast alone just talking with Laura Fitzgerald. Ten goals in her last three matches, four two against Dunboyne. I think it was three one she got against Erlo, and three two she got against Bally McCabry. Like there's a lot of threats in this more nappy attack, but Laura Fitzgerald is the one at the moment informed that current Claberna are gonna to have to watch.
1: Yeah, she really is Darren. And like we, we mustn't forget, like, you know, that she in twenty nineteen she was the point scorer that, that, that won effectively won the All Ireland for So it's not as if she's all of a sudden come, come out of nowhere. She has been a team, a player that's, you know, got vital scores from them at different stages. But this year she just seems to be um, you know, a gold machine. And I mean, um again, and she said she alluded to it in her interview after the game, more or less, we probably making you know, little of it in a sense that she was just saying, Oh, I just, you know, take the shots, that people get me in the in the good positions and the and the you know, so that's the thing. They're a unit, that six forward line, they're a unit and they, they pick the best person, the best position to take the shots and, and at the end, and on ten occasions over the last three games, Laura Fitzpatrick or Laura Fitzgerald, sorry, has been there.
0: 5 those 6 forwards uh, did score from a play against Mornaby. Like in day, the other day that Jordan Sullivan scores 2-7. We'll be talking about her uh, leading the show right the way through. Just goes to show what Laura Fitzgerald has done and Kiro Sullivan has played on the inside line. She got four points the last day. Uh, I think she scored 11 in total since the uh, Cork semi-final so she's consistent on the scoreboard as well so uh, it's that inside line that have been doing the damage and it's that inside line. There's other battles up the field as well but that are going to be the overall key it's not just Laura Fitzgerald those, all the O'Sullivans but Ciaran in particular uh, will probably hold the keys for Mornabi retaining their title
1: yeah they really will Like, and I mean you know um, I suppose from that started in the semi-final they have 11 players that started in 2019 so a very experienced side too like across the board very experienced um, and, you know, you mentioned the Sullivan's, you know, need, need no introduction. And, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's the way they work as a unit. And I think in particular, and it's something Shane Ronan has, has really drilled into them. You know, when they don't have the ball, the work the work they do. Like, I mean, I felt sorry at times for Dunboyne because when the ball, you know, when they did win, when the defenders won a ball, they were under so much pressure to try and get the ball out the field again because of the tackling that was done by the six, six forwards. And I suppose that's the key thing that Murnaby have. When they don't have the ball, The work rate is, is very, very high.
0: You mentioned the um, four changes from the 2019 team that we're expecting. Of course, Noelle Healy is the big one of that that won't be there. Ellie Jack, though, has been moving up the rankings in Cork football very, very rapidly in recent years as well. A few positional switches, mainly in the defensive area. She'll probably start at wing back in this game, but again, like, well, a lot of attention at Kilcourne Clonburne, and we will get to them in a moment, will be about that inside line in particular. Ellie Jack and a few others outside outside are also well capable of being the star of this match.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you, you just mentioned, I was I had her earmarked here to speak about her, Ellie Jack. Like, I mean, she's, she's popped up and has got a score in every match, you know, and she's, a, a, you know... Yeah, and she's young. Like, I mean, I'm actually not sure what age she is now. She's she's probably about seventeen, eighteen. Like, and she just seems to be, you know, a really young player that's very um, like with a, like a young head and old shoulders almost. Or sorry, the other way around, an old head and young shoulders. But she's very. She seems to be able to, you know, get, you know, be able to attack when she's needed and still be back and, and holding her position or picking up a player like a player never seems to do any damage, even though she seems to get forward so often. So, you know, that half-back line, Moro Callan and and Emoji inside too, like you know, the the, the defense that on the Moor side too is so strong and so experienced as well.
0: And confirm Ellie Jack is definitely under 21 at the moment. I don't know her age in front of me here too, but she will be part of a defence that has plenty of strong spine with Mournabie as well. Emermini, Meany, uh, we know all about her at fullback. Morrow Callan has centre back as well. Catherine Coakley, another of those from 2019. And then a good solid midfield too. Like, you, you know, you struggle here to find weaknesses. Mabel Sullivan and goal doesn't concede much either. You struggle to find weaknesses in this Mournabie team.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that like we spoke earlier. You know about the club, especially at club football. I mean, you have your your standout county players that the, the household names that you know, and it's just the other players that you know that in in, in the I suppose for Dunboyne in, in up to the Leinster final. You know, were stepped up when they were needed, and and you know those players you don't know. And I suppose that's the, the advantage more than have, and that's probably where. You know, they really came out on top in the semi-final where, you know, those players, their, their big names stepped up and all the other players, they really just played, played a key role in the two. And um, they'll be looking for that in abundance on
0: Saturday. Now, as we say all that about Moren Abbey, they have been the team that's won two our titles. They had their suffering beforehand. They had to get themselves there as well. Seven consecutive monster titles. Paul, I was doing notes locally here and I think this is interesting. Taking both teams have had six championship matches since their respective county semifinals. finals and has have scored 18 goals and 103 points as opposed to Moorn 19 goals and 83 points. I'll them by 17. Kilcurr and have conceded 5.30 as opposed to Moorn 6.39 conceded less, 12 points less. Did Cairne Clumberna own to have an, uh, uh, an All-Ireland senior title? Galway haven't won one since 1982 but they have been close and of course we have to remember from that 2019 final Nicola Ward went off injured as well. This is the one team Warren Abbey would have been keeping an eye on in the background.
1: Definitely so and, and very interesting stats on that Darren but yeah I mean like there's no doubt about it um, you know we just said it I mean Karen O'Connor has been the, the big name in Connock in kind of football for 10-15 for years I mean you know, 19 uh, Mayo titles Carnacan had. So, I mean, so th- so who knocked them off the perch only Kilcarnock and Conn-Bern. So, I mean, they didn't do that by accident and they didn't do it six times in six times over the last number of years. So, I mean, this is where they've, whether it be in the final, it be or the semi-final, they've, they've always met Kilcarnock and Conn-Bern on the way, or sorry, they've always met, always beaten Carnacan on the way to win a Connacht title. So, I mean, as I said, they don't do that by accident. So they've got the players, they've got the quality players. And it's only natural. The all all the other teams, you know, the Dunham Mines, the the Mourne the Ballymax, the the Fox Cab, those clubs have been watching with one eye of what's happening over in Connacht. And I mean, they're the team, they're the team of form, and the team that you know probably. I suppose we we have ended up with the two teams that deserve to be in the final um, with the best form
0: over the last number of years. Neve mentioned the fifty cent bet that we had there a few minutes ago, and of course, being from Galway and Monaghan for the semi final, we had a bit of crack. But well, I actually picked Dunnamoine, and Neve picked and Glomburn. So when I see Neve in person, I'll, I'll pass that fifty cent on. But <laughs> what really impressed me, and again, they're going to have to perform in this if Kilcurnan Glomburn are going to win this match, was their full back line. Sarah Gormley dictated the terms. You'd know the Dunamoin team, like they were coming in, like Louise Curley, Katrina McConnell, who had a, a good game for Dunamoin. It was a good, strong reputation what they could do, and they were completely snuffed out by Sarah Gormley, Ashley, and Chloe Costello as well. This is a step up. We have to be honest with Bourne Abbey, but it just goes to show how strong this defensive unit is for the Galway champions.
1: Yeah, definitely so. And you, 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 I, I think there was probably the the the, the 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 line of the match, really, you know, the, the three of them. And I mean, they were able to. They didn't give Dunamain any space, and I mean they were able to, whether it be a high ball in a low ball. In, and I think you're you're right, Sarah Gromy in particular was she just mopped up everywhere. She was had a hand in. I mean Louise Kelly probably had the, you know had the torture for the life. You know in the whole game she never gave her an, an inch in, in, or any space. And I mean that's what, you know it forced Dunamain to kick. I, I think they kicked something like maybe ten, twelve wides in the match. And I mean and wasted you know there are a lot chances. of chances. Yeah, missed and scuppered one short into keeper's hands as well. And that just came from pure pressure from. From um, Killcare and Clontarf, and that—that's six as a as a as a unit. But as equally, that the fullback trainers thought you're right, they were were immense
0: supply is going to be massive and Willie Ward was quick to point out after the semi-final how impressed he was with his midfield pairing of Siobhan Dibley and Hannah Noon because they were up against Amanda Casey Finnegan and Cora Courtney Cora had a spell in the second half but didn't have um, the impact in the game that you normally th- expect from her but uh, Donal he would probably be in favourites to win the midfield battle going into that match but it just goes to show the maturing of this young Curran Clonburn pairing and with Louise Ward there to jump in and out as well to help out um, they're growing in confidence, and certainly will be up for the challenge.
1: Yeah, and that's that was something that really impressed me about them too. Like they looked, you know, they, they looked very confident and strong and fit, and didn't seem to be anywhere fearful of Dunamain. And you know, and as a result, Dunamain, I think, especially early on, and I suppose, um, you know, Louis uh, Nicholas' goal came what, seven, eight minutes into the game. So, you know, early on, like, Kilcairn-Combaren hit them so hard. And I think it was, what, it was 15 minutes before Dunamain even got a score. So I think Dunamain were a little bit shell-shocked. And I think that's complemented the way that Kilcairn-Combaren started the match. You know, from the first minute, and as you said, Siobhan Dibley and Hannah Noon Hannah were so up for the game. They didn't show any fear or any, say, respect. If that's, I don't mean being mean about that, but, you know, this showed, they, they weren't going to go out to mark and try and stop. Amanda and Cora, they went out to play their own match, and they did that. And they they really their supply in. And I mean, you know, Nicola Ward's two goals, you know, that came from again, you know, Emmer Emmer Trainer from from Mine was the centre half forward, and Nicola Ward was like, here, I'm not going to be sitting back here, and she just drove forward. And I mean, both of them goals. She ran from the 40 her own 45, like, and was on the end of those those then um, two two very well taken goals.
0: As we mentioned, Nicola, of course, going off injured in 2019. She holds the X factor in this in this game. Um, let's call it as, like, she scored two goals there, started and finished the moves. I know there was like um, Lisa Murphy would have probably given her the pass for one, for one of the goals after one of those dunham efforts dropped short. She scored 4-2 in the championship campaign so far. She's their joint top goal scorer, mm-hmm. Kilcourne Glenburn with Danish Morrissey, who we'll talk about in a moment. Like, Glenburn, no, they have to uh, up their up their game if they're going to win this match. Yes, but I mean, likewise, Bourne Abbey are not going to face a centre back like Nicola Ward, or haven't faced a centre back like Nicola Ward uh, in quite some time.
1: No, no, definitely not. And I mean, you know, you, you're right that Nicola gives, you know, has everything going for. Her. I mean, and she's, you know, she's good feet and she's she's able to score and she knows. I think the big thing is she knows when to you know, when to go and when not to go. Like, she, you know, was times she was she was back helping Sarah Gorman in the full back lane and she knew that that's where she was needed for those moments. And then she knows when to go forward and, and and make the runs. And I think, you know, the key thing, I suppose, from early on, and, you know, I think maybe that's what, you know, Willie Ward will be telling them. He'll be telling them to go, especially his backs, test them out. Let's see if they're going to track you or see what they're going to do, like, or what's going to happen. And I mean, I think, you know, for, for either team and probably, especially as the underdogs, potentially, Kilcarn Clomberna's you know, obviously Moorn being um, reigning champions you know they'll have to sort of throw the shackles off and really go out and test and put it up to them put it up to The Abbey
0: Did Clumber were breathtaking the way they won the Connacht Championship are a 15 minute spell at the start of the like, final against Glencair Manor Hamilton but I think it's safe to say Niamh from watching it that their attack Eilish Morrissey aside did not perform as well as they could in that semi-final against Dunamoyne And it was Nicola Ward's two goals were the difference between the teams. Like, they can't afford to underperform. Olivia Dively did finish strongly with a couple of scores, but uh, she covered an awful lot of ground in defence as well. So it'll probably be a bit hard on Olivia Dively. But the rest, you know, did good things, but not enough good things.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing, like, and I mean, you know, <laughs> I suppose we already talked about the six units on, on the other side in, in Whitmore and Abbey. But, you know, as a unit... You know, you can't be expecting a centre back come up and do most of your scoring. They have to get more scores on the board. You know, they, they I think they only, they only kicked like five, six wides against Donamine. They dropped a few, well, actually, only one into the keeper's hands. But, you know, they, they weren't really like, I mean, Alyssa Morrissey was was such a threat to Donamine. And, I mean, she scored, what, she scored five points from play. You know, she, they could not handle her at all. But, you know, I mean, Shane Ronan is going to have seen that. And he left so many a to pick her up. They'll need other players to step up. And, and get more you know get the need to get more of Chloe Miskell even in Louise Ward you know I mean, Louise probably hasn't fully had the scoring boots on in the last couple of games and you need to see her getting more scores on the board she's probably getting caught up with you know go back trying to track and she's getting the ball too far away from goal for, for Kilcairn like liking you know and then as you said Olivia two late points in the game you know the game I suppose in fairness to her it was at a stage a very vital stage of the game in the semi-final when mine were coming back into the game so two vital scores she got you know, that it's supposed settled um Kilker and Clonburn down. But they can't, you know, they they need more players stepping up taking scores.
0: I felt myself the difference between Kilker and Clomburn and dunamoyne is that Dunamoyne changed their team too much to deal with Kilcur and Clomburn, where Kilcur and Clonburn only tweaked that's what we'll be expecting as well I take for example Louise Ward there Sharon and Fiona Courtney were being played out of position before I think um, the, Sharon came back uh, uh, on on Louise I could be mixing the two of them up as well I don't neither team is going to change what they do I burn want to play their football More Abbey want to play their football and it's promised to be a thrilling game on Saturday but if I put you in the at Willie Ward or Shane Renee or Boat, whatever you think yourself who is likely to make a major change if I, anyone to, to, to deal with the threat of the opposition.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I like. I think Ailish Morrissey. I think. I think she's a standout player for for Kilkenny in the sense that you know. I think she is the the real score getter, and I think she's the one that's you know, you know. She like. I mean, as I said, mind really struggled with her. And I think. I, I just wonder would Shane Ronan risk taking Mauro Callan or Eamonnini out of a central position to maybe potentially pick Ailish Morrissey up? Now, you know, it is. You know, I suppose. It, you know, you, you want to keep them in their central positions, and I mean, you know, they, they're certainly are certainly uh, very important in those central roles, and especially if you have Nicola Ward bombing through the middle. But I just wonder because I really feel Inish Morrissey is that key player, and I think they, they they might have to sacrifice. I'm not saying he'll do it, but he might have to sacrifice one, maybe Eamonnly into to, into a corner position to, to pick her up. But I mean, they still have you know Karen Ka- Ka- and Catherine Cookley that can hop into the fullback position. So I'm not saying he's, he hasn't got other options, but that might be one he would have to do. And then I suppose the other thing is, you know, Olivia Dively potentially uh, Mark and Ellie Jack. And I think that would be a really interesting battle there. You know, we already spoke about Ellie Jack and, you know, we spoke Olivia. I think in the Dunham-Mind game, Olivia Divoli, um maybe got a little bit caught up uh, with Mark and Rosemary Courtney was picking her up. And, you know, Rosemary's a the player then inclined to go forward and track. And maybe Olivia got caught up in that. And it was only at the end that maybe and potentially after the water break that maybe someone said why do you act like you play your own game and it's only then that she kicked in so it'll just be interesting I think that if she gets caught up and you know I just think that'll be an interesting battle if if it ends up there on each other.
0: We're just going to come to battles there before we finish up. And just as you say it there, now I want to see that match. Ellie Jack against Olivia Dippley because the two of them will, will go the distance. They, they can stride up and down the field very, very fast as well. And that, um, that is, a, is, a, is, a, is a contest. You mentioned about Ailish Morrison, and what Shane Renane will do as well. Uh, I suppose the question is well, Nicola Ward. like We talked about her already, but like, do they try and stop her? Like, Roisin O'Sullivan played centre-forward last day against Dunboyne. We know what Kiro O'Sullivan can do in that position as well, do do um, Warren Abbey move the deck a little bit in attack to try and deal with Nicola Ward? Are they confident enough that their attack is are happy enough to let her go because they can outdo her the other end?
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I suppose we we we, we talk about Kira Sullivan a lot in the sense that you know she she's playing lined out in the corner position, but by no means does she stay in that position. And I think obviously the telepathy of her and they probably one can come out and one can come in. Like so, they have that role. I, I you know they have that role that they can come out. So. You know, I don't think by any means he will he'll move Kieran Sullivan centre just to, to to pick up Nicola Ward, but I think Kira will be told, like, you know, if if Nicholas starts to go, that's you know, you be the, you know, make sure you're you know, I suppose they'll, they'll have to make sure if they, if they do sacrifice I or Moro Callan out into the wing, they'll have to make sure they've they've got that central role caught up and it maybe if it means Kero Sullivan pulling it around the middle and um, you know to pick up the loose ball around there and maybe to cut out Nicola's run it might be something they'll do. But, you know, there's so many options. I mean, you look at the two teams that were were, lined out in the semi-finals. There is so many options. And, you know, and we just hope it's going to be a really good battle
0: yeah and finally before we go to the end of it we talked midfield already and of course Emma Coakley and Evo Sullivan are the midfielders from Warren Abbey but we've seen Louise Ward go out and be a term midfielder when need be as well so no doubt she'll consider doing that if or Callan is keeping tight with her if these are the matchups to happen because of course <laughs> managers love spiking us here in the podcast by doing something completely different when we discuss it again going back to Willie Ward because I was at the game he was talking about the midfield too and like it's a midfield important in any game uh, is it extra important this one because supply installs those respect to attacks is vital well
1: I suppose the, the, the key thing not only is, is good supply I suppose Darren yeah. is the key word because you know um
0: I suppose I leave a cut there. I suppose the question is do Kilker and Clubhouse have to win that battle
1: they do and definitely they do and, and we would say we've just spoke that they definitely won it against against Dunamain for, for the majority of the game but yeah, they, they do, but I think it, it is also the other. I think the halfback line is going to be a key area for, for Kilkenny and because they have to be apart from Nicola. Like we spoke about her, but Clare Lievely, you know, those players will need to have to, you know, really be 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 very tight and be, be you know. I'm trying to say is they have to be they have to do their first job as in defending, but they need yeah, they to. Yeah,
0: do like do like to, to, to raid ra- 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 forward every now and again? And you're saying they have to be that exactly. a little bit. They
1: have to throw that because if they play, I just feel I would just fear that Kilkenny and play you know, with a real guarded game and as you said that don't mind possibly did in the, in the semi-final, playing with trying to stop Moran Abbey and forget to play themselves and then the game's gone and next thing all of a sudden there's all, you know, they're, they're all trying to get into the game and, and it's falling apart and I think if they actually play their own game from the start and, you know, really go in and, and, and go at um, Moran Abbey they could certainly, um, I suppose, I, I wouldn't be saying it cause uh, an upset in a sense because I think either team or on paper could, could easily win it.
0: There are two very strong teams looking at the 15 and there's one name we haven't mentioned yet. Now, Siobhan Fahey's potential to gain the kilcourne teams. team. She had an injury, that's why she was only a cameo role as a sub the last day, but a Clark, Her name is going to come up anytime you talk about current clomboran She's in the squad, she will see game time, she'll hardly start, but she also could be a major player if this is tight in the closing stages. Yeah, like, I
1: mean, I, I just look back from 2019, 12 players I'm um... Twelve players on the Kilcaron Conberan team that started in the in the semi in the final two years ago, um, and obviously she's the key name. Like Noel Healy on on the opposite side, she's the key player missing in Kilcaron Um And you know, as you said, you know she she's come on in the last couple of games. And you know, I suppose I, I really feel if the game was in the balance and you just needed someone, just even if, if like I think <laughs> you know the ideal situation is is you know Kilcaron Conberan up by a point or two and her coming on just to steady the ship because that's what she'll do. You know, or she could get that vital score at the need. So, you know, I do think if if the game is, is anywhere within grasp, she is definitely a player that could come on and really, you know, her experience in its own in itself and even the last day when she came on, you know, I think it was late enough on when she came on, you know, she just got the vital passes. She just knew what to do and what when to when to let it on and when to to, to track back. So, you know, as as we said, she's definitely um, and I mean she she loved nothing more to be to be be uh you know to be after you know, suppose we know she had the twin babies this year or in September and she'd love nothing more uh, to lift the all iron crown Well
0: what a story that would be as well. But then again on the other side too when you look at Laura Fitzgerald going for goals in six consecutive games now, even if she gets one four consecutive hat tricks, who knows? <laughs> There's so much to take in. Niamh, we've hit to that point. It's a game we're looking forward to it's on in Burr on Saturday. It's the All Iron Senior football final. Who's going to win us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it it is a hard call, and I hope. I suppose, it, like me and you talked, as I said, the semi-finals, and we would have felt that the Mourne Abbey Dunboyne game, Dunbine game, would have been closer. Um, and I suppose we were shocked by that. I just feel Mourne Abbey, Shane Ronan's last hurrah, you know, going on to the, obviously the Cork job. Still a young team, so experienced, and their their county players, their their, their good club players, has to be out of way. Other teams and, and maybe Killcare and Tom the on this occasion, and I just think Mourne will have the upper hand. And I don't. I hope. I hope for ladies' football's sake, it's it's a close game. I hope it's it goes down to the wire, um, but I, I think Mourne is going to be uh, three-time champions.
0: More Abbey, the three in a row for Niamh and a close game. Only a point separated them in two of their previous meetings, but and Abbey have had Kilcurran-Clomburn's number and favourites to retain it. That is it for the first Sports Stars Football of 2022. We promise we won't keep you too long before we get together again, though it'll be the third half next Monday, myself and Eve back together. We will look back at that big match. It's the one big show of the weekend. The weekend's put aside for Kilker and clomburn against Mornaby, the all Ireland Senior Football Final, and we'll tell you exactly what we thought of it next Monday. So, with that being said, I'm Darren Kelly. This was Sports Stars Football. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'd like to thank my partner in crime one more time, Neve Kendall.
1: Great, Darren. Thank you.